Welcome back to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Laura Smith here with Jeff Hollingshead. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. We're all coffeeed up, ready to go, ready to roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> how's your week been? It's been good. It's been uh, really, really busy. I know everyone enjoyed the Memorial Day weekend and having Monday off, which was really nice. But uh, it, but every other day since then, I've been been traveling around. So I was in Dallas Tuesday, and then I was in uh, D.C. yesterday, and oh, wow. back to Dallas uh, this morning. Yeah. And it will be. I'll be in Dallas a couple of days, and then uh, uh, back to. We're going to Kentucky this weekend for the. That's right. Kentucky Kingdom um, and Hurricane. Is that right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So we'll be there. We've got about 1,500 people that are going to be joining us there. Uh, They're all going to be in the same SRM shirt. We're hoping so. and uh, we, we just love meeting everyone there. Um, and it's just a really fun time with their kids and um, and their families. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, very much looking forward to that. And I appreciate everyone that's coming out. And it sounds like we've got a lot of folks coming. We've coming. got a lot. Uh, and it, but it's great. You know, and everyone gets to bring their family members. And, and uh, it'll be, it'd be a good time. Kentucky Kingdom's a really nice park. So. I'm looking forward to it. My kids are looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah. I'm always. Uh, I feel like the older I get, I, I feel like I um, the roller coasters do a number on me these days. <laughs> yeah, me, me as well. I ride them anyway, but yeah. I, I get off a little sick. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we're coming off of Memorial Day weekend, and we just always want to remember those who. Um, who didn't make it home um, and just, you know, always want to mention those uh, just for the honor of that. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's a huge, just the sacrifice that people made so that we could have our liberty and freedom and uh, that should never go unnoticed. And obviously patriotism is a part of, part of us as as folks, but even our company, the red, white and blue. And we, uh, we, we care, care about the country, obviously. And, and, uh, and certainly just a, Dead of, of gratitude for all those and, and what Memorial Day means. So pre- appreciate all those that have, have served, uh, mm-hmm. that work for us, which are many, many, many. There are so many. It's incredible. So many. Yeah, it's incredible. So thank you guys for that. And then uh, certainly our heart goes out to those that didn't make it home. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Anything else that you want to talk about before we kind of jump into uh, this new book? Yeah, we had an eventful night last night. Uh-oh. We, tell uh, us about that. <laughs> uh, my, we got a call that a, a water line, a water main broke in the town of Smyrna. And uh, they've been working on it for hours. And <clears throat> so, Dad and I, uh, we had to go sent them 30 yards of concrete last night so it's like midnight or so and so we we uh i went over there and fired the plant up and loaded him and then he come back and got another load and i loaded myself and followed him out so it was an eventful night oh my goodness <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so but it was it was good we got over there and uh they wanted it to set up quick so we sent them a five thousand one day pt mix and and put a two percent Two percent non chloride, and put two bags on top of it too. So we were, by the time it come off the truck, we they were walking on it. 
But, oh my goodness! But it was good. Great. Eventful <laughs> night. This explains the concrete on your on your boots. Yeah, that's right. You, you usually have concrete. Yeah, on your boots. yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it was pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> that's great. Hey, um, so we've got this book. Um, you know, we finished uh, Bob Iger's book, The Ride of a Lifetime. Um, and you and you said we were kind of talking about which one that we want to dive into um, next. And you recommended Think Again. Uh, and it's by Adam Grant. Tell me why you chose this book. Yeah, it was. It's interesting. I, it was a gift to me from from one of our bankers. They sent it to it to me, and and you know, I get books pretty up, you know, pretty often from folks, and yeah. and you know, sometimes I have time to read them, sometimes I don't. But this one is is good. But as soon as you pick it up and read the first couple pages, it kind of grabs you, grabs you in very quickly. So he's a a very good writer. And uh, I just had some interesting thoughts. Now, I will preface this to say that everything that's in here, I don't necessarily agree with. But um, but overall, it's, it's a good concept. And it, it really, just like the title, it makes you think, again, about some of our preconceived notions that we carry along, carry with us, whether, and that could be applicable to everything, certainly applicable to our jobs. I think that we all have preconceived notions about how we do things because, that was the way that we were showed to do it. And it can sometimes just be completely wrong. And just a couple examples of that is we've bought companies and you think about truck specs, you know, the spec of, of a truck, you know, you say, well, it's all a front dump. Well, no, it, no front dump's the same. The spec has to be dialed in and, and really, really be great. And, and I've taken that for granted because, you know, my, my dad was an, is an op- operator, so when he developed the spec of, of the truck back, you know, 15, 20 years ago now, he understood what he liked and what he didn't like. And so that, that carried over. And so when you jump out of one of our trucks with hydraulic chutes, the chutes are on the right side of the truck. When you grab it, the, the water hose, its location, uh, the way that the, the size engine, the uh, the 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 different way that we configured the cab, uh, the rear end, the front end, all those different things. You take it, you don't really think about it, but it really makes it makes your job a lot easier as an operator. We've bought companies that have the configuration of a truck just completely wrong, and then they and then but they don't see it, and it's like, well, that's the way they've done it for sixty years, and it it kind of goes back to this point. Just because you do something a certain way for decades doesn't make it right uh, and, and if there's ways to do it better then we need to think about it and be, and be open to it and I think that's that's really critical and it it shares a story in the book that I found really just fascinating and it was about the smoke jumpers you had mentioned it to me before yeah. we started the podcast but this this gentleman I think his name was Dodge mm-hmm. uh, his last name was Dodge uh, him and a group of smoke jumpers they got plane the the plane dropped them into a, a wildfire basically and they were there to to fight the fire and have a line of defense but the the, the fire started jumping and and really kind of trapped those guys that's right and, and they miscalculated kind of what happened it went a different direction yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so the wind went a different direction and it, it essentially started chasing them <clears throat> and so the 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 guys that were there they, they seen a ridge and they started running towards the ridge and one of the guys, Dodge, he, he recognized that they weren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so he begins taking matches 
and lights the ground on fire all around him, gets down on the ground, takes a wets a cloth and puts it over his face and lays lays down on the ground. And the other guys were hollering at him, what are you doing? You've lost yeah. your mind. And he's trying to convince them to do the same thing, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so all of those guys, except two others, yeah, that's right. died before they got to the top of the ridge. Because twelve of the fifteen. Twelve of the fifteen. Twelve of the fifteen people died. And the reason two of them made it because they were just more athletic than the other twelve and they were able to do it. And what was interesting about the whole thing uh, I guess the first part is those guys carry a hundred pounds worth of gear, and it says when they found their, their those remains of those twelve guys, every one of them had all Still their gear uh-huh. instead of just dropping it and going. But they're trained; they're ingrained in their mind. They can never leave their gear, and it's not because of the cost of the gear or whatever. But that gear represents you know life in saving their life. That axe, that whatever it is that they're carrying, yep. represents saving their life. So they, they never leave it behind. But in that moment, they needed to think again. And, and, and realize that we're not going to make the top of this ridge where a helicopter would, would have been able to save them because they had all this gear. And so that was one point of it. But the second point is what is what Dodge did. And you, when you think about thinking again, he took that those matches, lit the ground on fire, and basically what he was doing is suffocating the fire around him where it burned up all that, all that dry material. It singed it enough where the fire would go around him yeah. as opposed to... Uh, consuming them. And what I think is interesting about that is uh, the people that they interviewed, they said, this isn't something that we were trained on. This mm-hmm. is just something that was in his instinct, in his intuition to build, uh, and they referred to it as an escape fire. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And so they they weren't trained on it. They, he, he did it completely just on his intellect. And it, it's incredible. And, you know, when you think about that story, now that's a dramatic example of life or death situation where he thought again and it saved his life, literally. He said he wouldn't have been able to make the ridge because of his athletic ability compared to the other folks he would have died to. And when you think about that and how it applies to our lives and how it applies to the things that we do, whether it's in work or personal or spiritual or whatever it is, we need to look for ways to be to be creative, to keep things uh, fresh uh, to realize that that just because we did it this way for the last five years or ten years or thirty years doesn't mean that, it, that it's always right. And that new idea that someone brings to the table is something that we should be uh, cognizant of and, and recognize that it's not bad just because it's a new person that brought an idea. Uh, we need to be open minded to that. And I think the more we're open minded, the more we're open to to new ideas and, and new thoughts the better off we're all going to be because we're going to uh, we're, we're going to we're going to survive. Uh, we're going to survive as a company. Uh, companies have to change. They have to adapt. They have to mature. They have to get better. And if we don't do that, uh, if we if we don't do that, then we'll fail and we'll get burned. Uh, we'll get burned by economic cycles. Mm-hmm. We'll get burned by competition. Uh, we'll get we'll get burned by the outside forces because yeah. we didn't think again. We weren't fresh. And there's so many examples of that. The pandemic, Jeff. I yeah. mean, what what this whole year has been. That's we you, yeah, not just you, but um, the whole leadership had to had to rethink. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And even now, you know, recruiting folks, it's like, you know, all this happened at once. We've got to we're thinking again. How do we fix this? How do we how do we help people? How do we uh, how do we grow our teams in a way that we can meet customer demands? I mean, and that's that's what we're all fo- focused on. And honed in on right now, you know, it tells another story in a, in the book about the gentleman. I can't think of his name, but that he founded BlackBerry, 
he was a genius as a kid and and had all these inventions and was a scientist, just, just phenomenal. And I believe his name was Mike, but he founded BlackBerry. <clears throat> BlackBerry had like 90% of the market share as it related to cell phones and and business and, and being able to do your email on a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. But as you think about a BlackBerry today, where are they? <laughs> You know, nobody has a BlackBerry. Uh, and and no why is that? Yeah. <laughs> All of his, his leadership team was telling him, hey, we need to transition towards touchscreen, but he wouldn't do it. And so he was com- completely just dug in on the fact that nobody wants this. They want to have a BlackBerry. And iPhones come out and the whole world changed. But he was ahead of the curve by decade, by a decade, literally. But he didn't continue to rethink. You no, know, it's like he just found he just it and stuck. stopped. He yeah. just got stuck. And and for us, I don't want to do that. You know, we don't want to be a company of blackberries. Like we're really great, but and we've got this great company and we do a lot of things great and etc. And we can pat ourselves on the back. But before too long, there's somebody out there that that grew up in a trailer park. Yeah. There's somebody else out there that is waiting on concrete that is tired of being told no. That COD customer that we don't take care of because there is a COD in the name or whatever the case may be. That customer is gonna think again and they're gonna be your competitor five years from now. And it's gonna be nobody's fault but our own because of our arrogancy on our black bears. You know, we, we keep thinking that we've got it all figured out. We need to all take a bite, myself included, of that humble pie and say, we're going to take care of every customer, no matter if they're pouring a 1,200-yard pour or if they're pouring, pouring two yards and they pour with us three times a week. I don't care who it is. We're going to take care of people. We're going to have the best service, the best quality, and we're not going to get stuck in that vacuum of thinking that we're so good or so big or so this or so that. Forget all that. It's a local business. It's one plant. It's one Delivery. It's one operator at a time. If we do that, then I think we'll be incredibly successful and continue to be successful. You know, you should, we should all be proud of, of how far we've gotten together. Uh, but that just doesn't, but it doesn't give us the right to step into that, that arrogancy. And, and that's probably a good, good place to stop because the book goes into that yeah. in, in chapter one, too. That's right. I haven't even got to chapter one. I just did the intro and I thought, oh yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a really good one. But we encourage you guys to um, if you if you want to, to purchase the book. Is it on audio? I know it was published in two thousand twenty one. Is it? You know, I don't know. I, I was just just reading it, but uh, yeah, I would tell anybody that if they're interested in having the book, the well, I'm happy to buy it for them uh, to as a gift and. Reach out to Laura Smith. Or, or your, yes, yes, you can. You can reach out to me. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But it's called Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, and uh, if you I'm want a copy, we'll get you a copy. That's right. That's all right. <laughs> okay. If you're going to read it, because there's that's, a lot of people listening to this podcast. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> if you're going to read it, we're happy to, to, to get you a copy of it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, Jeff. And uh, we'll get with everyone next week. Thanks, guys.